Hello, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast series. If you can't go outside, go inside. This is episode seven. Uh, Alper Erol is speaking from Istanbul. I'm joined by Simon. Uh, hello, Simon. Do you want to say a quick hello to, yeah, to hi, our hi, people? Alper. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in London and uh, looking forward to this, um, this next chat that we're going to have. Great to hear from you. So the actually the name of the podcast still holds true because in in Turkey on a Sunday we're still in lockdowns so we literally can't go outside so why not start going inside today mm-hmm. uh, today we're going to talk about leading in a VUCA world uh, maybe to intro the concept a bit uh, I will hand over to you Simon yeah thank, thanks Halper um, I'm sure many of, of you listening will have have heard the acronym VUCA V-U-C-A, which stands for Volatile, Uncertain, Complex, and Ambiguous. And that description first arose actually in in, in the research and the literature about about contemporary warfare, recognizing that um, how people think about warfare or thought about warfare historically has changed dramatically over the last several hundred years. And um, all of the assumptions that uh, we had about how to fight and win battles have changed. You know, battles and threats happen all over the place. They can't be predicted. They can suddenly pop up. You don't have a lot of time to plan campaigns. You have to respond to uh, unforeseen threats and risks. Even if your intelligence apparatus is working, you can't You know, you have unknown unknowns. You can't know what you don't know. So that sense of things changing very rapidly, of unpredictability, has started to find its way into how we think about leadership and organizations at the moment. There's huge volatility in the world. Um, We see that with the COVID pandemic. Organizations have had to really adjust and respond quickly to the challenges of the pandemic if, in order to, to stay afloat. Um, some have, have, have failed and some are thriving. So we have volatility in the world. We have volatility within organizations as, as people's expectations about work change and um, the psychological contract between organizations and their particularly their younger employees changes. So they expect different things from work to some of the traditional expectations. We see volatility because of connectivity in our customer bases where um, social media very, very rapidly can, can turn an entire customer base against a product or a corporation. There's the sustainability movement and the environmental challenges we face. And organizations are now operating in this unpredictable, fast-moving, volatile environment. But many of our leadership models, many of the ways in which leaders are developed in, in business schools as well, are still based on ideas that go back to early organizational structures where organizations were constructed a bit like machines. Think of the Ford production line. 
a very straightforward, linear process that optimized efficiency, where there were far fewer moving parts, far less volatility, far less uncertainty, much greater control and predictability, which means that leaders could plan more and that their plans would come to fruition. You know, one of the sayings we have in English is that, you know, that, that no plan, this is going back to the military, no plan survives first contact with the enemy, meaning that we can plan as much as we like, but once we take our plans to the real world, they're never going to uh, roll out exactly as we intended. So that's a little bit of the, the context of organizations, organizational life. And in this, in this podcast, we wanted to begin to explore what are the implications of that for, for leaders, not just in terms of how they think, but also for leaders as people. What are the particular challenges that the VUCA world places on the leader as a person, as a human being? And Alpa, you're much better placed than me to talk about this because you are a senior leader in a large multinational organization. What what have your what have your experiences of this VUCA world been? Yeah, with the, I guess it was always there, but with COVID, we see even amplification of this concept. Um, when I think of VUCA, uh, what comes to my mind is that the disappearance of of absolute truth. Right in the past, maybe. As a leader, you were expected to know it all, but clearly with this new context in place, you can't know it all. The most you can be is learn it all. So for that to happen, uh, one needs to be comfortable with learning, relearning, unlearning what you have learned and relearning again. So that's one idea that comes to my mind. Uh, the other one is ambiguity, right? When there is ambiguity, that means one cannot control things. The idea of, of the, the control-based leadership, I think one needs to let go of that and be comfortable with um, giving, giving the control, letting go, uh, and be comfortable with that. Uh, the other one is, is uncertainty. So the, the level of visibility, sometimes it becomes too low that one needs to be comfortable with not trying to, 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 to bite the whole, whole problem at once, but maybe chew it smallly, small, small like uh, chew it little by little. What I mean by that is you should be comfortable with the level of information you have and, and take the decision from there then trusting that that decision will lead you somewhere else. So the worst one can do is stay undecided. Uh, rather, one should maybe be comfortable with taking those small decisions, even if you don't have the full information, to be able to go to the ultimate destination that you want to go. And the last one that comes to, to my mind is, um, of course, VUCA is very disorienting, right, from every angle. Um, it sort of challenges uh, your beliefs. It, it, it's very disorienting to, to take a decision, to move on. Uh, so I think the best antidote to this is to always keep reminding of yourself the bigger purpose, 
that you're after, the, the, the North Star that you want to go. Uh, and for that, one needs to build a lot of self-awareness and, and self-resilience. Because also, we shall assume that the future will be even more VUCA, right? The, the only thing will happen is that the pace of change we're experiencing will be a lot higher. So this will become the norm of, of operation. So leaders these days need to build a lot of self-awareness and, and mm -hmm. self-resilience. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I often, um, as I'm listening to you, what, 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 what I'm reminded of is that I often think with the clients that I, I work with that one of the real challenges in opening our minds and our experience to the complexity is how attached we've all become to the ideas of, of planning and control that go back to the machine age in organizational structure and organizational theory. And as human beings, we get attached to ideas and we get attached to the idea that we should be able to control things. We get attached to the idea that we should eliminate risk. We get attached when in fact, you know, in the VUCA world, it's impossible to eliminate risk because most of the time we don't know where the risk is. We can only mitigate the risks that we're aware of. We get attached to the idea that leaders should be able to know what to do in every situation rather than facing the reality where a lot of the time leaders don't know what to do. I, I may have said this in an earlier podcast, but it, it, it comes back now. One of my um, clients once said, in, in my job, a very senior leader, I, I never have all the information I need to make a decision. I can never know if the decision I'm making is the right one because that will only be revealed in time. And I can never predict what will happen. But not deciding and not acting is not an option. And I think that really captures the dilemma for a lot of leaders opening to the reality of the VUCA world. And the more attached we are to the, the, the illusion of being able to control everything. And of course, a lot of organizations still reward people on the basis of their ability to control, to deliver their projects exactly as intended on time to the right quality standards uh, on budget. And this, this idea of control, whilst it's useful because it, it's a way of, of creating some maps to guide our action, that can also get in the way for leaders opening to a bigger perspective, a bigger perspective on complexity and what that actually means for them as people in how they adjust. Because when you're dealing with complexity, you can't know if what you're doing is right because you cannot see the relationship between cause and effect in the moment. There's too much complexity. You can look back. So in hindsight, you can see the relationship between cause and effect, but you can never see it in the moment. And most models or many models that, that leaders are taught and steeped in assume that you can always see cause and effect and you can see it forwards. In the VUCA world, you can't. There are too many variables that will come into play to derail plans. So agility, responsiveness, the things that we 
here talked about are um, really, really key. And I was curious, Alpa, about, you know, what's the personal challenge to you being of all of this? Because, you know, you're a leader who has a lot of self-awareness and thinks deeply about these things. What has been your personal journey? What have been your challenges? And also what's supported you in um, moving from perhaps being a little bit more attached to the ideas of control to actually being able to respond with more agility in the moment? Yeah, my journey, I've been wanting to know many parameters or data or, or reasoning uh, before I take a decision. Uh, now I find myself relying a bit more on my gut feel uh, and also a bit of trying to tune into the energy in the room. Because when you introduce those to other data access points that we all have as humans, I think at least my desire to have all rational next steps uh, ideas, plans, relaxes a bit more. Uh, so that, that is one that I clearly can call out. I still do seek a lot of reassurance, especially on the big decisions uh, that I wanna take, but I also tend to practice a lot of, of different kind of decision-taking with maybe a lot of uncertainty by accessing the other information points we have in our in our psyche or, or psychology. Mm. Um, so that, that is one definitely I want to call out. Um, the other one is that uh, I wanted to know a lot about the, the, the journey where I'm going, the next step, what happens after that and after that. A lot of desire to maybe plan things. Uh, with what's going on, especially with COVID and, and, and everything, I had to relax a lot. Uh, my, I had to make peace with my not knowing and, and accepting where I am. And from looking at the problems from there, uh, to be able to come up with new angles and perspectives to, to, to things. Um, to give you an example, when COVID started, it was last year, March, uh, we had many plans for our business, the category I'm, I'm leading uh, planned, and things seemed under control. Uh, it was in one day that our fastest growing sales channel were shut down, and the whole innovation pipeline we had prepared for the year was like absolutely uh, irrelevant in a moment. Mm. Uh, of course, in the beginning, it was very paralyzing to, to know what we're going to do, how we're going to serve this. And a lot of questions I've been asked, which I didn't know the answers. Um, only when, when I made peace with, with unclarity uh, and maybe with more calm mind, have a look at the new horizon, uh, the new possibilities emerged. We right. started to deploy our plans in other sales channel, which we did not plan in the past, or we came up with new innovation ideas. Maybe not all of them were perfect, but at least we, we could act with peace of mind and, and, and calm attitude to what's going on. 
And also we were ready to see the feedback and pivot our approach as needed. Mm. Um, so those are some, some examples that comes to my mind. Yeah, Maybe not- if it was like five, 10 years ago, uh, I would have been maybe wanting more reassurance, certainty, uh, and that would have not led to emergence of new ideas. Yes, yes. And, and my sense is, I'm sorry I, I interrupted you slightly because I wanted to ask how did, affect, how did that, that sort of um, sudden change affect you personally? And you actually naturally, you spoke about it, it, it you, you experienced some paralysis and it was only when you sort of took a moment to kind of steady yourself and your team and begin to think together about the challenges and relax a little bit that you could find a way to navigate through that particular complexity. It, it, it raises for me the, 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 the critical importance for leaders of being able to look inside and to start to pay more attention to how they are being impacted psychologically by these pressures without that um, self-observation, that that inner work, leaders can be under huge pressure to just keep doing more of the same, using their existing strategies, but trying harder and harder and harder. And in the face of challenges and complexity, they can end up running around, as we say in English, like headless chickens a lot of activity, but it's not really being thought through or coordinated because people aren't taking the time to manage the overwhelm and the anxiety that can come up. And partly why that anxiety comes up is because it's a real, the the VUCA world is a real challenge to the fantasy of control. And we get very attached to ideas about control they become part of our identity. So instead of it just being, I am somebody who occasionally can control things, if we're attached to the idea of control and our role has required it and we get rewarded for it in traditional terms, then it's not just that I can control, it's I am control. Being able to control is part of me and where I get to feel secure in myself. And when circumstance and reality is so complex that I experience not being able to control, that is very destabilizing and very disorienting for leaders. I don't know if you've seen that happen or you've said a bit about your experience, if, there's, if you've got any thoughts about that, Alpa. Many times. And I think the leaders, you know, uh, between good leaders and, and maybe less good leaders, uh, that is exactly the difference. Um, you know, they say your character is like, is like a photograph. Uh, it shines in the dark. Uh, you know, like when, they, when, when you sh- take a photograph and you go to the studio, maybe the, more the old versions. Um, so it's actually in those times where you differentiate between a good leader and less good one. Because a good leader who has an access to himself, who has the inner peace, who can stabilize himself, against all what's happening outside will provide an environment that is more stable to his or her team so that new ideas can emerge, uh, people can act more agile, uh, people still remember the bigger purpose thereafter. 
if as a leader under all these circumstances you only put more pressure to the teams by by you know wanting to know more control things further uh, doing the same as you said and and expecting a different answer it will further paralyze the teams yeah. so maybe we might also call a good leader a VUCA stabilizer right because again the teams or ourselves will be as stable and calm as we feel we are because we can't change the external world what we can do is make meaning of what external world brings to us um, with that you know in in recent <clears throat> times uh, i had heard the way to see the vuka from our russia team which was quite interesting which i want to share here as well uh, so they think v stands for volatility but it should stand for vitality. <laughs> you stand for, sorry, carry on. No, I was gonna say that's wonderful. I hadn't heard that before. Yeah, so they, they reverse the whole equation. So uncertainty, that you becomes undeterred. The complexity, that becomes curiosity. Ambiguity, that becomes ambition. So if you can rewire some of the, the meanings uh, in that sort of uh, abbreviation, maybe new possibilities emerges. So the role of the leader is maybe to help the teams uh, to look at the same reality uh, with a different perspective. That's wonderful. And then the role of the leader is not the one who steps in and tells people what to do, because that's not knowable necessarily, certainly in the early stages of a challenge in the VUCA world. The role of the leader is to create the psychological safety and the psychological containment so that people can relax. They can trust that their leader is able to contain their anxiety and then they can access their vitality and their curiosity and their ambition and creativity. I was thinking curiosity and create, the C could be curiosity and creativity. Yeah, that also fits nicely. Yeah. I was, I was also thinking of just to say a little bit about, um, before we wrap up, a little bit about um, some of the directions that leaders interested in, in cultivating some of these qualities that might be useful, more useful in the VUCA world than just plan and control. Um, some of the things that might be worth, worth thinking about. And, and I, I was thinking of the work of Malcolm Parlett, who is a, a Gestalt therapist who's written a lot about um, how to navigate the, the, the complexity in, in the world. And he talks about some capacities or capabilities that we all need actually as human beings, as a species, and they're particularly relevant in, in leadership. And the first one is responding. In other words, rather than just reacting to things, we or trying to control things so that they're predictable we need to open to recognizing that unexpected things happen and we need to respond and responding is different to reacting reacting is what we do when our mind isn't engaged because we're too stressed that's headless chickens responding is what you're talking about it's leaders responding by not panicking and and stabilizing the teams that they lead so that they can be the best that they can be in the face of these unprecedented challenges. The second capability is interrelating. 
for this to work. We leaders, all of us, we need to learn and cultivate our ability to build and, and nurture and maintain relationships. Our relationships to one another are what access collective intelligence. And in the VUCA world, no single person has the answer. We have to work things out together. The third capability is, is, is self-recognizing. This is what Malcolm Pollock um, describes as self-observation. Leaders need to be helped to cultivate awareness of themselves moment by moment, their patterns, their histories, their unhelpful patterns and behaviors, their more enabling patterns and behaviors. And of course, this is where coaching can be very valuable. The fourth capability he calls embodying. And this is about opening to information and intelligence beyond just the cognition in our minds not just the models that we have learned, the theories, the skills, the practices that we've learned in programmatic leadership development, but actually sensing more into our emotions, cultivating more of a capacity for empathy, being able to read the room. We can't feel into what's going on for our teams if we're not sensitized to our own bodies and using that information to know when we need to offer some containment, when we need to offer a suggestion, when we need to uh, support people who might be feeling anxious and vulnerable. We can only pick that up if we're sensitized to our bodies. And then the final capability, which I love is, um, and I love them all really, is experimenting. And this is about recognizing that instead of putting pressure on ourselves to have to come up with the right solution for this problem, as if all problems have a, a once and for all solution. And once you resolve it or solve the problem, it will never appear again. The VUCA world is a bit like, you know, in, in Greek mythology, the, um, in the labors of Hercules, the, the labor that was killing the beast, the hydra with seven heads, the problem being with the hydra every time you cut off one head, seven grew in its place. So that really in VUCA, you, you might do something and what you do might be the best thing to do in the moment, but taking that action creates a whole series of other unintended consequences that you couldn't have planned for or predicted. So everything we do, rather than being seen to be a solution, a one size fits all or a once and for all solution is an experiment. We do something, we monitor what happens next, we respond to what happens next. And in our response, we do something else. And then we monitor what happens next, and then we respond to what happens next, and so on. So it's a real shift away from planning, having all of your programmatic milestones in place and assuming that you can systematically work through them. All of that still has its place. And what we're talking about in this podcast is the importance of being able to expand beyond those linear perspectives when the nature of what we're dealing with is so complex that we have to expand our perspective for dealing with it in a way that's optimal and optimizing for ourselves, for our teams, and for our organizations. Is there anything you wanted to, to say before we wrap up, Alpa? I just love those five principles. 
Mm. Uh, I have learned something new today. Uh, and I will definitely keep them in mind as well. Thank you for sharing them. Oh, you're very welcome. Well, we've both got Malcolm Parlett to thank for that. Wonderful. Well, we, um, I hope, and Alpa, you can speak for yourself. I hope that you found um, our, our little fireside conversation about VUCA useful and interesting and uh, look forward to speaking to you again soon. Yeah, speak to you soon, everybody. Bye for now.